listen to the rhythm of the falling rain. Telling me just what a fool I am. Six o'clock on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the West on the East Coast of America. 2 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India. 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan. And here in Malaysia, it's raining! Again. It's raining again. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Welcome. Hello. Nice to have you along for the ride. If you are watching us right now live across the planet on four different platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and Rumble.com. Wherever you may be, or if you want to check out all of them, just I one very small, little, teeny, tiny, little ask. Hit the subscribe button. Or in Facebook's case or Twitch, it's the follow button, I think. It's free. You just go move your mouse over there and go click. And that's all. That's all you have to do. Well, I mean, you could listen to. And if you are a podcast listener, thank you for the downloads and the listens. Truly appreciate it. Spending a little part of your podcast time with us. We've got uh, great numbers and uh, we're doing really well across the planet. US, UK, India. Hello to my friends in India. Welcome and thank you all for listening. We do very well over there in, uh, in India. And uh, man, I'm telling you, it's been nuts. It's been insane. It has been raining steadily for the most part of the last two or three days, and we are feeling the brunt of it now. I will get to that in just a minute. Right now, I have to get to this. Miko update. Mm-hmm. Me, 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 Miko update. She is great. She is uh, missing somebody really badly. But that's okay. She'll get over it. Uh, she had a she had a great uh, a great day today, in spite of the rain. I went out this morning like nine o'clock because I checked the weather radar, and it looked like we had a little window where we would be able to not get wet. We made it about halfway through her walk, and the rain started again. So we got soaked. Same thing again tonight, about five six o'clock. I thought, okay. Looks like a little window. We should be good. So we went out. We made it a little further this time, but then it started to rain again. So we turned around and came back. So she's managed to do all of her business. So she should be good. But uh, I think I've got a couple pictures, don't I? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's This is my Facebook profile. So that's me sharing the show. Uh, oh, look, there's our Christmas picture. Merry Christmas from the Sheldon Pong home. There's the little girl right there with her reindeer ears on. <laughs> and this is what it looked like this afternoon. Now, you'll see here is Kuala Lumpur. There's Klang. I live right in the middle, right about there. I forget when this was. Let's see, about 10 hours ago. So whenever that was. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it's been like that where these giant bands apparently... One of my friends uh, told me there is a, uh, a low-pressure system that's off the west coast of peninsular Malaysia. 
And it has been just, uh, yeah, thanks, Gary, for the comment. Okay, uh, it's, it's just been pumping water off of the ocean and across the land. And we just have a mess. And sadly, uh, let's see, is there another? Oh, yeah, this is not Miko update stuff, but I got to share this. And I so want to do this. Um, it's kind of Miko update. Uh, a dear, dear friend of mine shared this. It is a, actually let me let me just play the video for you. I can you won't hear it, but I'll play it. And it is so cool. This is um, uh, what do you call them? Therapy dogs. Uh, people who have different physical and mental challenges, and these great Shiba Inus are brought in as therapy dogs to interact. Now. In order to be a therapy dog, you've got to be good with other people and strangers and friendly and like this. And, uh, you know, because some dogs are not that good with strangers. Shiba Inus, for the most part, are not known to be terribly friendly with people they don't know. Well, Miko can't get enough. She loves the attention. She loves people. I have never once in her two years of life seen her react badly. And we go out for walks. We see strangers all the time. Everybody wants to pet her. Everybody, courteously enough, asks first. And I said, yes, she's fine. She's very friendly. And they're careful about it. But she could not love the attention anymore. And look at this. My dear friend, who also owns a Sheba, said we should get together and start something like this in Malaysia. This is not in Malaysia where I live. But it is such a cool idea. And Miko would be absolutely perfect as a therapy dog. Because she just loves people. Look at that. Look at that. Smiles on the dog's faces and smiles on these great people's faces too. Such a cool thing. Ah, man. So anyway, we're going to talk about it. We should definitely get together and we will chit-chat about that because I would I would love to get her involved in something like that. And if it doesn't exist already, then we'll start it. Why not? <laughs> Just be a volunteer thing, you know? But uh, yeah, great, great, great idea. All right. You know, when we started, I started thinking about today's show. I was going to, you know, do some funny stuff about the rain and the flooding that's going on here in Malaysia. And then it got serious. I mean, it's been serious, but it's become really serious. Uh, there are some of you out there tonight who may or may not be in your homes because you've been flooded out. Thousands and thousands of people are being flooded in different areas across Malaysia, uh, especially here in the Klang Valley, which is, as the name implies, a valley. So, you know, it's low. Um, I've seen so many of my friends, uh, posting on all social media platforms where they have moved all their stuff up to the second floor of their home. And they're afraid they're going to be stuck there because the bottom floor, the first floor is flooded. We don't really have cellars like you do in America here in Malaysia. I don't know why, but nobody that I know of, I've never seen a cellar, um, so when the floodwaters come up to your first floor, they're in your living room. Uh, I also saw and retweeted uh, some posts about a, a dog shelter 
that was being flooded. The dogs were in a big cage, a bunch of dogs in a big cage, and the water was slowly rising up. They put out a call to get them rescued. Anybody with a big truck, lorry to that could help. Thankfully, later on, about an hour or so later, the amazing, amazing people in Malaysia with the hearts as big as the whole wide world uh, came through, rescued the dogs, and they are safe and sound tonight, and thank you. Uh, we have also, of course, uh, people out there with boats and dinghies and all kinds of folks, just ordinary, everyday, good people who do the right thing. And let me tell you, this country is full of them, full of them. Whether or not your government gets involved, that's another story. But when it comes down to push and shove and people need to roll up their shirt sleeves, or in this case, their pant legs, get a little wet and jump in to help. Nobody that I've ever seen beats Malaysians. I know America, you guys are great, most of you. But uh, here in Malaysia, it is absolutely amazing and incredible to see the way people of all races, all colors, doesn't matter what your religion is, when it comes down to people that need help, People give help, even if it's all they have is lend an ear, lend a hand, help in whatever small way they can. People come together just like that. The minute the call is put out, people are on it. Thank God for social media, too, because people are able to get the word out a lot faster these days and get the help that they need. But the flooding in Malaysia is beyond incredible. Um, Malaysians here, this story is in our show notes tonight. You can read the whole article. It's a world of buzz. And uh, Malaysians share horrible flood situation in Kuantan today. Um, that's over on the uh, east coast of Malaysia. And while they are getting hit pretty badly, I don't think they're even getting the brunt of it. Several areas around Kuantan, Bahang, Pahang is one of the states here in Malaysia, affected by knee-deep floods because of the rainy uh, weather <clears throat> on the 17th. It continued all the way through today. Um, Bernama, and several pictures of the flood were recorded uh, and sent up onto uh, social media. Here's more pictures of some of the flooding going on in Kuantan, the town of uh, Sungai Lembing. Uh, it's just incredible the way the way this flooding is just, the rain has been incessant, non-stop. Um, heavy rain non-stop until this morning, now drizzle, the city of Kwantan completely hit by floods. Please all friends be careful, take care of life, take care of property, and make sure children don't play in the water. There's some more street scenes here. Um, heavy rain been falling since yesterday, not subsided. More than 10 trees fell along uh, this woman's road in the center of the city. Large old trees supposed to be maintained by the authorities. So yeah, there's some of the, wow, some of the destruction that's going on in and around Kwantan over on the uh, east coast of Malaysia. Um, more things. The uh, Malay Mail, who are not terribly well known for doing anything really journalistically, actually once in a while does. Uh, 3,000 over victims evacuated so far, and this was six hours ago. Uh, 30 relief centers due to floods in the Klang Valley. 
Kuala Langa, Sepang districts, continuous heavy rain in Selangor, which is the state that I live in. Uh, state Fire Rescue Department Director Norazam Kamis said 20 PPS have been opened in Klang to accommodate 2,600 of the victims. Uh, most of the victims evacuated at Sekula Kabangsaan, uh, Telok Gong, SK Johan Setia, and uh, the remaining 19 were in Sepang and Kuala Langat, involving 482 victims. These are all places, if you're listening, outside of Malaysia that we have here in Malaysia. So yeah, more than 3,000 victims, and that was six hours ago. And the rain has continued. It hasn't let up. So these rain and floodwaters just continue to pile up and get worse. Um, <laughs> okay, this is a little funny, but it's not funny. Uh, and we really, at this point, with the kind of dangers and terrible things that are happening with the flooding, it's not something to laugh about. But uh, interesting picture here of a an old-style KFC, which is... Uh, parking lot some cars here completely flooded all the streets all the way around uh completely flooding that thing out it's just uh, it's incredible why does that camera look so yellow tonight i look like i have jaundice i don't know let's switch back <laughs> anyway yeah the, it, it's bad if uh, if you are in need of assistance i can encourage you only really to take to social media and uh, put the word out there because as I said just a few minutes ago Malaysians have big big hearts uh, I am not a Malaysian citizen I have lived here almost 20 years now next year will be my 20th year in the country I'm very proud to have been adopted as a kind of semi anak saya Malaysia as my shirt says tonight but um, uh, they're wonderful people and they do the right thing when it comes down to it. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Uh, some of these pictures, let me just share just a few more things here. That uh, This is a public post from Matthew. Um, epic videos people sent uh, during the floods around the Klang Valley. I'll just, uh, again, there's some sound here, but you can't hear it. Some of the, This is somebody's house. Obviously, they must have had a koi pond or a big goldfish pond. But you can see the water there inside what I assume is the first floor of somebody's home. It's absolutely... Oh, here's another one. Some, that actually looks like a sea turtle. But you see that? Look at that. They've put everything they can up on the cupboards, but the water's come all the way in. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm sorry. Just check out the video on rumble.com or twitch.tv, Facebook or YouTube. You'll be able to watch these uh, amazing videos of some of the stranger things that have been going on in the uh, in the flooding. Here's another problem we have in this country, and that is very large snakes. And when floods happen, snakes, we also have crocodiles here. Uh, while crocodiles, of course, can live in the fast water, they prefer to be in more calm waters. Snakes, however, will probably be a little more prevalent these days that looks like a very big boa i'm not a big snake person but that is an en look at that that's the grill of a car there's a toyota car there look at the length of that sucker absolutely incredible looking for a 
a place to escape the floodwaters. That's insane. And here's, uh, this is, I forget what the name of this lizard is, but we have these lizard guys also here. Yeah, it's a weird wildlife country. It ain't Australia. Not everything here wants to kill you like in Australia. But we have some strange animals here. There's one of these, it's like a monitor lizard or something like that. It's not a Gilema or, a, you know, a, the, the Galapagos type thing, but it's a smaller version of that. They're not as dangerous, and usually they're more afraid of people than people are afraid of it. So, uh, yeah, some pretty amazing, amazing videos. Here's, yeah, this is obviously escaped from a koi pond because a couple of kois swimming, and they head right underneath this car here. You can see the heights of some of these. I mean, this was earlier, earlier today, and this has only gotten worse. So I can't, uh, I can't imagine how it must be at this point. Because for the last few hours, I've been sitting around having dinner, waiting out for the show, and uh, it, it's just it hasn't stopped. The rain has been pouring, pouring. I live in an area that's slightly elevated. So I will likely miss all of this flooding problem, thank the Lord. But uh, there are a lot of people who will not. If there is anything you can do, you'd like to volunteer. Again, I don't have a resource in particular. I would suggest you get on your social media accounts, scroll through your news feeds and your Twitters, because I saw a lot of posts there from people either looking for help or offering help. Stick your name and your number out there or contact or ask people to PM you, private message you. Um, <clears throat> I know that you will, and I know that you will help out. And in the meantime, if there's anything I can do, please do let me know. You can put a message here in the chat. We'll get the word out. You can PM me. I'm on Facebook. Not hard to find. Just look for this ugly face. Search Jay Sheldon, and you can find me over there. All of my stuff is public and open. I don't privatize anything. So if you want to contact me or you want to ask me for some assistance, I'd be happy to do <clears throat> whatever it is I can do. So, all right. On to a couple of other things here tonight before we get to our, our book. We are reading uh, the short story from Truman Capote called A Christmas Memory, and we will have that. Um, for a long time, hang on, coffee break time. Mm. For a long time in Malaysia... We had a one ringgit charge when you used another bank's ATM to withdraw money from your account. And then, I don't know if it was the banks or the government, somebody said, stop doing that. And they did. And it was great. You still get charged, I think, when you use an international bank. I know I didn't realize how bad they were sometimes, but I made the mistake of using some, I don't know, it was the only available ATM and I had no choice, so I had to take money out. And it wound up costing me like 15 bucks. 15! And I took out like 50 bucks, like a third of the money I was getting, went to, went to a bank fee. Never, that was a hard-learned lesson that never happened again. Anyway, so they, they stopped doing that. So now if you are an RHB customer and you go to a Maybank ATM, you can withdraw money from your account and they don't charge you one ringgit. Honestly, with the amount of money these banks make, seriously, you need the one ringgit 
really? Anyway, so they stopped doing it. Good on you. Isn't that nice? And then, of course, we see this bullshit headline. Again, world of buzz. Thank you, folks. Links in the show notes. Malaysians angry, and some people that just live here who aren't Malaysians, that banks will reinstate the one ringgit MEPS withdrawal fee on February 1st next year. Seriously, guys, you need the money that bad? A waiver introduced on the MEPS system in April of this year, or last year, I guess it was, and um, uh, COVID-19 pandemic resulted in banks waiving the withdrawal fees. Oh, is that what you're using as your silly-ass excuse? All set to change, much to the disappointment of Malaysians, according to the Sun Daily, the one ringgit fee. Now, one ringgit, by the way, for Malaysians, you know what that value is. The last I looked up one ringgit to USD, it was about 4.2, 4.25. So, uh, yeah, I have, by the way, I had to leave the notices on on my phone, so you're going to hear that go off tonight because I'm expecting something. Um, anyway, so just put up with that. And yes, I use the old ICQ as my, my notification sound. Do you remember that ICQ? Uh-oh. That's, I, that's my notification sound. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Oh, one ringgit. Uh, yeah. One ringgit is worth like $4 and 20, $4 and 25 cents US. So you you know you do the math it's like 25 25 30 cents in usd um the one ringgit uh, withdrawal fee will be revived in february 2022 and banks like maybank cimb citibank hsbc have confirmed the news noted customers making withdrawals from uh, their own atms from their own banks won't be charged any withdrawal fees now, if you are a customer of banks like the one I am a customer of and have been for almost 20 years, if you can find one of my banks ATM, good freaking luck with that. There are hardly any of them. I really should change banks, but it's so difficult and impossible here that I'm just not even going to bother to try because it's difficult at best. But yeah. Uh, because, you know, banks are so poor and they don't make any money that they, you know, they really have to keep charging us one ringgit when we use some other bank's ATM. And yet, if I deposit a check, it takes, what, three and a half years or four decades, I think, maybe 40 years for the check to clear? Yeah, we live in a time where I can transfer money anywhere on the planet in literally a microsecond, just like that it's in your account. And yet, if I put a check in my account, I mean, who uses checks anymore? But believe it or not, some people do. It takes like like 30 years for the check to clear here in this country. Yeah, but you need your one ringgit. Yeah, sure. Hey, you got a dog? We're changing subjects here. I just switch. We don't have any cute link between the stories. We're just switching subjects. Because I'm tired of complaining about things. And I'm tired of the rain. Well, 
If you are looking for a dog, you could bring one home today with the new dog Tinder. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Oh, the crazy folks at Chili Sauce. <laughs> Links in the show notes tonight. If you want to read this whole story, I encourage you to go check it out on chilisauce.my. Um, Malaysia's own dog Tinder. My forever dog go. There's some cute pictures of some guys with some doggies here. Meeting people and finding that special someone in your life can be a daunting task, especially in this day and age. Dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, Coffee Meets, Bagel, Reign Supreme. In a super weird twist, that's also true for dogs or fur babies, if you prefer, that are looking to get adopted. See, just like people, every stray or abandoned dog is an individual looking for their forever person and a loving home, a loving place to call home. It's hard for them to stand out in shelters where conditions uh, to do so are less than favorable, but dogs don't have access, obviously, to phones, although Miko might. Opposable thumbs or Tinder. And so how are they going to find love? Well, My Forever Doggo is an Instagram page. you got to check this out. It matches dogs with adopters. It started back in 2018, five friends kickstarted a non-profit Instagram page that gives rescues and strays their own bios. Kind of like what you see on the dating apps. Here's one here. <laughs> their creed is simple. Every dog deserves a chance to be seen, loved, and cared for. How nice. Age, breed, size, all that stuff don't matter. All that matters is getting these dogs off the streets and into the arms of a loving owner. And uh, many Malaysians, there's a note here, are not aware that countless dogs are abandoned, left to die every day. Uh, and if it weren't for no-kill animal shelters... These poor fur kids would probably be badly diseased, left for dead in the streets, or sadly euthanized. And uh, in 2021, my forever doggo had an adoption rate of about 37% or so, making them more successful at spreading the love around. Celebrities and influencers giving their support to adopt, don't shop. Christmas right around the corner, which is cool and all, but please remember, and we talked about this a few different shows in the past, a dog is a forever job. They will also give you forever love, but they are a forever part of your life. And if you cannot make that commitment for it to be a forever thing, don't get a dog, don't get a cat, don't get a pet. They are forever. It's not something you can take the batteries out of and stick it in the closet collecting dust a couple of weeks after Christmas when you or your kids are bored. They are forever, and they deserve better than that. But this is cool. So do check them out. Uh, here you go. There's a link. Uh, some of the folks with their pets and their dogs. Here are some of the influencers that have uh, encouraged people to adopt. And there is a link here to their Instagram page. So when you look at the article, 
You can check out right here, scroll down, read through the article on chilisauce.my. And uh, there is a link right there, and that will take you to their uh, Instagram page. And you can sign up or whatever it is you need to do. Now, this is a linked subject to talk about. This is something connected to pets, but weird ones, weird and wacky animals that appear to be too weird to be real, but they're very much real. This is an article from Fiveo or Fiveo.com, F-I-V-E-O.com. Links in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, The world is an amazing place when you really stop and look around. Extraordinary to think about all the different things that exist in nature. Little bugs burrowing away beneath our feet, colorful birds flying through the trees. Take a look at some of these things. I happen to know what this one is. That's called a nudibranch. This looks like some sort of moth. But how weird is that? Again... If you're on the podcast, my apologies. Just check out our video on rumble.com or locals.com or Facebook or YouTube. And while you're there, please subscribe. But look at these animals. It is insane. Truly outrageous animals. You might think you've already known all these weird creatures. But uh, there's a list that has a few surprises in store for you. The shoebill. Behold the mighty shoebill. It is a stork-like bird, named for the fact that its big, chunky beak looks like a shoe. And it does. Uh, They've been around since ancient times in Egypt and Arabia. And uh, it wasn't until the 19th century they finally got their name. Look at this thing. How prehistoric looking is that? That is so weird, but it actually exists. Uh, John Gould, an English ornithologist, decided on the name, and uh, there it is. Weird. Apparently it catches fish with that. Very strange. The raccoon dog. Science fiction, it's common for writers to create hybrid creatures, blending together two existing animals to create some sort of beast. However, that occurs in reality, too. And this is one. This is what's called a Coon dog. Now, if you're familiar with raccoons, and I don't think we have raccoons in Malaysia. We did in Connecticut, where I was born and grew up. We had a lot of raccoons. They'd come at night and tip over the garbage cans. But if you can look at this picture, you'd see it close up. It really doesn't look purely like a raccoon. And that's because it's not. It is the raccoon dog, and a perfect mix between a raccoon and a dog found in the forests in Asia and Europe. Oh, maybe not this part of Asia, though. Uh, Unlike regular raccoons and dogs, they're rarely spotted in urban areas. That would explain why I've never seen one. And they do most of their scavenging in the forest at night. But that is amazing. Look at that face. That's incredible. A raccoon dog. The giant isopod. You might already know what an isopod is. It covers a lot of crustaceans, uh, wood lice, usually pretty small. But there are some giant isopods out there. And this one that looks like it sprang out of an alien sea. 
Look at this thing. Mostly found in the depths of the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Ocean, where many other creatures grow to extraordinary sizes. It's like another world down there. And uh, there's nothing here relative to give you an idea of size, nor does it mention it, but apparently they're huge. There's some stuff to give you some nightmares tonight, huh? Check out the article. It links in the show notes. And uh, wow, weird stuff. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. I just find them and share them. That's what I do here. We don't talk about a whole lot of controversial stuff, but occasionally. Uh, But we do share the weird things now and then. All right. Let's, uh, let's dump the music. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, unbelievable. All right. The things we do, huh? Hang on. I got to get comfortable again. So give me a minute. Let me settle in. And away we go like this. There. Okay. Uh, let me see. What else is going on? We have our book. Huh? It's... Technically not a book. It's um it's a short story from Truman Capote. And it is absolutely brilliant. Uh one of my favorite stories of all time and my certainly my favorite Christmas story. And we've been reading our way through uh for a while now, and we're trying to time it out so we finish it just before Christmas, which for us would be next Wednesday. So we got tonight. And two more shows in which to wrap up this story. And then uh, Christmas, I don't know if we'll do a show on Christmas or not. We may, we may not. It depends on my schedule. I'll let you know. Ah, So, anyway, yes, I just had to run downstairs, so you have to forgive me. All right, it's time to get going on with our, uh, our short story here. Truman Capote wrote this a long, long time ago. And it is an amazing, amazing Christmas story. And uh, just to catch you up, uh, Buddy and his friend had some leftover whiskey from making their fruitcakes. And so they drank it, and they weren't feeling any pain. And they were singing and dancing in the kitchen. And that's when the trouble began. Enter two relatives, very angry potent with eyes that scold and tongues that scald. Listen to what they have to say, the words tumbling together in a wrathful tone. A child of seven, whiskey on his breath, are you out of your mind? Feeding a child of seven must be loony. Road to ruin, remember cousin Kate, Uncle Charlie, Uncle Charlie's brother-in-law, shame. Scandal, humiliation, kneel, pray, and beg the Lord. Queenie snuck under the stove. My friend gazes at her shoes, but her chin quivers. She lifts her skirt, blows her nose, and runs to her room. Long after the town has gone to sleep and the house is silent, except for the chiming of clocks and the sputter of fading fires. She's weeping into a pillow, already as wet as a widow's handkerchief. 
Don't cry, I say, sitting at the bottom of her bed, shivering despite my flannel nightgown that smells of last winter's cough syrup. Don't cry, I beg, teasing her toes, tickling her feet. You're, you're too old for that. It's because, she hiccups, I am too old. Old and funny. Not funny. Fun. More fun than anybody. Listen, if you don't stop crying, you'll be so tired tomorrow we can't go cut a tree. She straightens up. Queenie jumps on the bed where Queenie is not allowed to lick her cheeks. I know where we'll find real pretty trees, buddy. And holly, too, with berries big as your eyes. It's way off in the woods, farther than we've ever been. Papa used to bring us Christmas trees from there, carry them on his shoulders. Well, that's 50 years ago. Well, now I can't wait for morning. Morning. Frozen rhyme lusters the grass, the sun round as an orange, and orange as hot weather moons, balances on the horizon, burnishes the silvered wintered woods, a turkey calls, a renegade hog grunts in the undergrowth, and soon by the edge of knee-deep rapid running water, we have to abandon the buggy. Queenie raids, wades the stream first, paddles across barking complaints at the swiftness of the current, the pneumonia-making coldness of it. We follow, holding our shoes and equipment, a hatchet, a burlap sap, sack above our heads. A little more, a mile of chasing thorns, burrs and briars that catch at our clothes of Rusty pine needles, brilliant with gaudy fungus and molted feathers. Here, there, a flash, a flutter. An ecstasy of shrillings remind us that not all the birds have flown south. Always the path unwinds through lemony sun pools and pitch-black vine tunnels. Another creek to cross, a disturbed armada of speckled trout frosts the water around us, and frogs the size of plates practice belly flops. Beaver workmen are building a dam. On the farther shore, Queenie shakes herself and trembles. My friend shivers too, not with cold, but enthusiasm. One of her hat's ragged roses sheds a petal as she lifts her head and inhales the pine-heavy air. We're almost there. Can you smell it, buddy? She says as though we were approaching an ocean. And indeed, it is kind of an ocean. Scented acres of holiday trees, prickly leafed holly, red berries shiny as Chinese bells, black crows swoop upon them screaming, having stuffed our burlap sacks with enough greenery and crimson to garland a dozen windows, we set about choosing a tree. It should be, muses my friend, twice as tall as a boy, so a boy can't steal the star. 
The one we pick is twice as tall as me. A brave, handsome brute that survives 30 hatchet strokes before it kneels with a handsome brute with a creaking, rending cry. Lugging it like a kill, we commence the long trek out. Every few yards we abandon the struggle, sit down and pant. But we have the strength of triumphant huntsmen. That and the tree's virile, icy perfume revive us, goad us on. Many compliments accompany our sunset return along the red clay road to town. But my friend is sly and non-committal when passerbys praise the treasure perched in our buggy. What a fine tree, and where did it come from? Yonder ways, she murmurs vaguely. Once a car stops, and the rich mill owner's lazy wife leans out and whines, I'll give you two bits cash for that old tree. Ordinarily, my friend is afraid of saying no, but on this occasion, she promptly shakes her head. Wouldn't take a dollar, the mill owner's wife persists. A dollar my foot. Fifty cents, that's my last offer. Goodness, woman, you can get another one. In answer, my friend gently reflects, I doubt it. There's never two of anything. Home, Queenie slumps by the fire and sleeps until tomorrow, snoring as loud as a human. And coming up on our next episode, we will decorate the tree and do the second to the last part of this amazing story of A Christmas Memory by Truman Capote. All right. That's it. Thanks for putting up with me for yet another Saturday night. We are live three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays, 10 p.m. Malaysia time across the planet. We're also uh, a video replay. You can watch all of our shows. This is our 153rd episode, I think. Wow. And, of course, we're also a podcast. Thank you for our podcast listeners, for all your downloads and your subscriptions over there. We really appreciate it. Our YouTube channel is growing Please check out our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button over there. It really, really it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me a lot. And of course, if you'd like to help me fund this show, you can go to patreon.com slash Sheldon. You'll find all our different offers over there. No obligation if you're so inclined. All right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friends. I will see you on Monday night at 10. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yeah.